Hi everyone, James Prescott here, welcome to another episode of James Talks. Great to have you all here. I just want to, before we get going, I'm just going to um, update you on a few things. First, um, I've just begun working with um, a friend of mine, Lisa DeLay, who was on the podcast last week on a creative project called SyncCreate. Um, S-Y-N-C-R-E-A-T-E which is a new collaborative creative project, um, a community of people creating work each and every month around a certain theme, um, creating anything. It can be absolutely anything, uh, drawing, photography, painting, um, drama, video, audio, writing, anything creative, um, all, all based around a certain theme. And there's a Facebook group where you can share that work and you share it under the hashtag SyncCreate and yeah, we'll create some really great work and we'll um, have community and we'll work together and hopefully encourage and inspire each other and other people. And I'd love you to be part of it. And we're having a blab call to uh, launch that uh, on the 19th, um, which is uh, this coming Saturday. And uh, that's 4 p.m. UK time. That is, I think that's 11 a.m. Uh, Central time or Eastern time in America. And 8pm pacific time so come and join us and there's links on on my twitter feed and um we've got a syncreate twitter account as well syncreate01 and the links there and in the facebook group you find that i'd love you to be part of that love you to be creating stuff and sharing it you know and it's totally free and everyone is invited and we're gonna have lots of fun doing that so i really hope you'll join us in doing that and um um and also, I um, just want to point you back to my blog. There's um, there's a few new blogs up there in recent weeks. Um, I'd love you to go there and just um, catch up on all of those. And, yeah, you go to jamesprescott.co.uk and you'll find my blog. And actually on my blog you'll find links to get free books that I've written on creativity and also information about the podcast and everything else. So uh, go and check that out as well. I'd love you to um, to check all that out. So... Yeah, so today, what are we doing today? Um, well, you'll see in the title, if you've uh, looked at it, it's talking about Star Wars. And uh, as you know, the, the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens, is opening this week. I'm going to see it on opening night in the UK, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I'm sure, you know, most of you, have, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a human being, you'll have known, you'll know that the new Star Wars movie um, it's pretty much everywhere even if you're not into Star Wars you'll probably you'll, you'll know about it and um, it's really exciting uh, for fans like me um, it's very very exciting this is going to be the start of a new se- a new kind of occasional series on the podcast which I'm kind of subtitling Geek Theology um, which makes it sound kind of sad but actually it's kind of um, I think it's quite exciting because I think I, I honestly think that in a lot of Stories, the, the stories that resonate in culture, whether it's in books or movies or comic books or anything, they're the ones that um, they tap into something that's true within us. They tap into something that's going on in the world uh, and they can encourage us and inspire us and they can tell us truths about the world and even about God. So that's really why I wanted to look at to, to, to start this series because there's a lot of different um, TV shows and films, um, franchises that we can look into, which can inspire us and encourage us and, and tell us the truth about life and about the world and about God. And so that's what I want to do in this series. 
And I thought, no, there's no better place to start than with Star Wars. I mean, you can't get bigger than Star Wars, really, in terms of geekish stuff. Although some people will probably argue with that. Um, but Star Wars, you know, massive. So we're going to begin with Star Wars. And hopefully in the new year we'll be doing a bit on Doctor Who and um, some comic book movies and other things. And so this is going to be really kind of exciting. And so, yeah, Star Wars. Now, Star Wars for me, whenever I watch the movies, it's all about hope. I mean, there's always a darkness in Star Wars. There's always, you know, the dark side. You have the dark side and you have the, you know, the, the, good, the good side, um, which is the Jedi. And, but there's always a, a hint of both. You always see a glimmer of both. And that's very reflective of, um, of, the, of the world we live in. You know, there's a lot of darkness in the world. There's a lot of pain and suffering and evil. And, you know, we all know what's going on at the moment. We all, we all know what's going on at the moment with the refugee crisis, um, the political situation with um, politicians calling for uh, people of certain religious beliefs to be banned from the United States. We uh, There is war, there is violence, there's bombings. Um, there's terrorist attacks. There's a lot of darkness in the world at the moment. And it's very, very palpable. I see it on social media even. Um, lots of people are very afraid. And there's a lot of darkness. Um, and, but also, you know, if we look for it, there's also hope. Like, if we, if you looked at the video of the refugees arriving in Canada last week, that was, that went viral. That was, you know, everyone saw that. And I was totally inspired by that. And, you know, Canada. Anyone listening in Canada, I love, I love, I love Canada officially. It's awesome. What they're doing there is amazing, and it's really. I think it's given a lot of hope to a lot of people actually, because I've seen a lot of people sharing that. A lot of people inspired by that, and it proves that there's hope. That there is hope, even in where there's a lot of fear and darkness. There's a lot of hope, and that's reflected in Star Wars. We see that in Star Wars. Um, I've all, actually, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know when something goes viral, if it's a huge success, it's reflective of something going on in human consciousness. It taps into something that's going on in human consciousness, and often that's a need in human consciousness. It's something that people are looking for. Um, the original Star Wars actually did this as well in 1977, the year I was born. Um, the original Star Wars came out at a time where you just had Watergate, where you just had the Vietnam War, where there was um, economic problems, um, people were down, people were full of fear, people were looking for hope, were looking for something better, they were looking for a vision of something bigger, something brighter. And, you know, Star Wars was fresh, it was new, it was different, it was it was big and it was full of uh, full of goodness and full of hope, even in the darkness. And I think... I think that was part of the success, was that it, it awakened something in human consciousness. Something that, that was desperate for hope. And I think movies can do that, I really do. Um, I'm, really, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Now, um, the expectation around Star Wars The Force Awakens is so high, of course it's, you know, it's going to be successful. You know. um, people are going to go and see it, you know, there's no doubt about that. But 
But I think that in the culture of fear and darkness and war that we live in right now, with, you know, as I said, politicians wanting to exclude people belonging to certain religions, refugees being barred from entering certain nations which could house them, um, and war, you know, people bombing different countries. um, You know, people are looking for hope. We need a glimmer of light to keep us going, to give us the courage to believe that there is something better, that there is another way to live, that there is the potential for restoration and real change. Yeah, and I talked about the you know, the video of the refugees arriving in Canada. That went viral, and for that reason, because it gave us a glimmer of hope. And I believe Star Wars is something that people look, will look will look to for hope and for inspiration, to remind us of how things can be, to remind us that there is that no matter how dark things get, that there's always good, that there's always hope, that there's always light in the darkness. And I think that will make The Force Awakens hugely successful. So, that's kind of the the kind of surface thing. But what about the world of Star Wars itself? The characters and the stories that we all know, you know, what do they have to tell us about the world we live in and about our spirituality? Well, I think actually quite a lot. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I think more than ever, <laughs> Star Wars, the world of Star Wars is relevant for us. And I want to go to the story of Anakin Skywalker. Now, you know, I want to begin, I, I mean, most of you know the story of Anakin Skywalker. He, um, he's the guy that is very, very strong with the Force. He's almost conceived by the Force. But he gets conflicted and twisted and turns to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. And, um, you know, that was the story of the prequels, even though they weren't actually that good. Um, um, that was the story of the prequels. And that was the story of the first six movies, was basically the, you know, the story of Anakin Skywalker. Um, and, you know, at the end of the last of, of episode six, um, you know, he turns back to the good side. Um, the darkness didn't quite overcome him. You know, he, um, he came back. You know, he, he he didn't get completely consumed by evil. And, um, but what I want to go back to with Anakin Skywalker is the story of how he's twisted to the dark side, how he turns to evil and darkness. And it's because of love. Anakin Skywalker is a good, like, in the first few movies, he's a good person. He cares about people. He loves people. He wants to help people. He wants to fight for justice. He doesn't want to pursue violence. Although he's got anger inside of him and darkness inside of him, you know, he resists it for the large part. I mean, he has a couple of times where he kind of breaks it, but generally, in the first couple of movies, he's okay. He's a pretty good person. The problem is he gets manipulated by um, Palpatine, who is actually a Dark Lord, a Sith, what's called a Sith Lord. And because he starts having dreams about his wife, who is pregnant with what they don't know, his twins, and his dream starts having dreams about his wife dying. And he's scared because he's already lost his mother. He doesn't want to lose somebody else he loves. So he's afraid. And he wants to protect the people he loves, which 
no, you know, we all want to do that. We all want to protect the people that we love. And that's an, and that's an honourable thing to do. That's an honourable desire. All of us should want to protect the people that we love. But Palpatine uses this, this fear, which Anakin is allowing himself to be dictated to by, basically. It's a, his, this fear is controlling him. Um, he is so afraid that he allows himself to get manipulated by Palpatine. And Palpatine says that the only way that he can save his wife, Princess Amidala, is to turn to the dark side so that he'll have more power, so that he can save her from death. And ultimately, Anakin gives in to the fear of losing the people that he loves to return to the dark side. And as a result, he kills a lot of people. He kills all the Jedi, and, and including children, little children in the um, in Jedi Temple. And he becomes a murderer, he becomes um, a killer. And uh, the more he does it, the more evil he becomes, the more twisted his mind becomes, and the more disconnected he becomes from the person that he originally was. And ultimately, that, that actually lead, that's actually what leads to the death of his wife. His anger effectively kills her. He drains the life from her to keep himself alive. This, uh, this to me, is hugely resonant of what's going on in culture at the moment. Because, uh, in particular in America, where um, a lot of people are against um, refugees being allowed into the country, and they supported the... Um, and the policy that um, the Republican Senate um, voted for to keep refugees out of the country. A lot of good people, good, loving, generous, kind people supported that because they loved their families. They wanted to protect them. They wanted to make sure that they couldn't get hurt. That, that one, you know, that because, because of the fear that one of these refugees could be a terrorist and that, that and there could end up being more terrorist attacks in America, which people are afraid of. And that's a legitimate fear. People are, you know, it's not wrong to be afraid that you're going to get attacked by terrorists. Um, and it's not wrong, again, it's not wrong to want to protect yourself and to protect the people that you love. But I think that many of us are letting us, many people are letting themselves get manipulated by right-wing politicians and media. We're being told the only way to protect the people that we love is to exclude refugees in desperate need of support and to exclude religious groups. And it sounds common sense, you know, it sounds like, yeah, well, we need to protect ourselves first. We need to make sure that we're OK. You know, um, we have a responsibility to do that. The government has a responsibility to do that, you know. And, you know, we feel sorry for these people who are suffering so much, but we have to make sure we're OK because we don't want to get we don't want to get attacked. And again, it's perfectly natural to feel that way. But actually, that's just giving into fear. You know, people say, oh, you know, letting in terrorists, letting in refugees is a risk. One of them could be a terrorist. Well, maybe. That's, I'm not going to lie about that. That's a legitimate risk. But it's a very, very small risk. I saw a statistic online um, Recently, 750,000 refugees have entered 
the United States under their very strict guidelines and security checks and all this kind of thing since 2001, and there have been no acts of terrorism by refugees. None. Certainly not till recently, um, if there are any at all. The risk is minimal. There is a risk. But isn't love meant to be risky? If we, if we are claiming to be followers of Jesus, we're called to love our neighbour and we're called to love our enemy. And love is a risk. It's always a risk. Wherever you love somebody, it's a risk. Whether it's a member of your family or it's a partner in a relationship or even just a friendship. Love is a risk because you are risking that they you are risking that they could let you down, that they could hurt you. You are making yourself vulnerable to that person. You're giving them the opportunity to hurt you. And often people do get hurt when they love people. Yeah, we all know that. You know, people, marriages end, friendships get destroyed, family 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 relationships end up breaking. You know, it can happen. And we get hurt because we've chosen to love. Love is always a risk. Jesus took the risk of of loving people. And they ended up getting him killed. He chose not to fight back when he was um, imprisoned and, and um, beaten and tortured and and executed. He didn't try to resist because he loved the people that were doing this stuff to him. He didn't resist. He didn't fight. He wasn't violent. He wasn't aggressive. He just loved them, even when they killed him. Jesus said to love your neighbour and to love your enemy. And that means risk. People might want to exclude refugees and a religious group because they love people, because they want to protect the people that they love. But why, why are they really doing it? Out of fear. The stats simply don't stack up with the level of risk people are suggesting it is, for one thing. But above all, it's wrong. It's not loving. It's not good. It's not gracious. It's not inclusive. And although you're entitled to disagree with me, I don't believe it's the way of Jesus. I don't believe Jesus would shut the, would shut the door to people who are in desperate need and who are running away from violence and terrorism. And need homes and need shelter and need food. And have nowhere to go. I don't believe Jesus would shut the door to them. No matter what the threat was. And neither should we. If we're. You know. And I understand the argument about wanting to protect yourself. Yes we should. But we should protect ourselves. We should take take care of ourselves. We should. Take the appropriate precautions. And yes of course. All refugees should. Be security checked. Have tight security checks. Of course, be responsible. Don't just let anyone in without even checking who they are. Of course. But but let them in. Don't, don't blanket ban all of them for the you know, just don't do that. That's not that's not loving to me. 
People who crave power often do so out of fear. They fear being hurt. They fear what will happen if they don't have control. They want to protect themselves. They want to feel valuable, important and safe. Many of us in the West, whoever we are, crave control for the same reason, out of fear. We want control over our lives. We want control over everything in our life because we... We're afraid of what might happen if we don't have control. And again, that's understandable, but it's fear. Fear is seductive. Fear is deceptive. We don't often realise we're giving in to fear because it disguises itself as love. Just as the dark side in Star Wars disguises itself as wanting to help, wanting to protect, wanting to keep the peace. The the Emperor even says in Episode 3, The Sith are all the galaxy... And we will have peace. Often people who are evil don't realise they're being evil. They just think they're doing the the right thing. (laughs) That's what happens when you give in to fear. You think you're doing it for the right reasons, but actually you're not. And it leads you down a path which ends very badly. I mean, this this path of fear has already led us to... You know, to get to, to just go foolhardy into war and bombing and violence. You know, that's what fear does, ultimately. And I've seen fear on social media. I see that social media has become more passive-aggressive, more, more, more aggressive generally in its tone, more divisive than ever before. Because people are afraid. And that's what fear does. It, it, it leads to aggression. It's sometimes passive-aggressive stuff, which doesn't look aggressive, but actually is. And it's quite controlling and manipulative. And often we don't realise that we're doing it. And I've been guilty of being passive-aggressive on social media, and I'm not proud of it. It's not a, it's not a good thing to do. It's darkness. It's fear. And what fear actually can lead to is exclusion and prejudice and extremism. It causes more division and more conflict. There was a great phrase, a great phrase, something Yoda once said. You know, you must, everyone, everyone knows who Yoda is. Um, he said this, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering. He says that, so I think he says that several times, but I think he said it to Anakin Skywalker once. And Anakin didn't listen to him. He gave him to fear. And that led to anger, that led to hate, and that led to people suffering in Star Wars. And it, and it, and it happens in the real world. I'm seeing too many people, good and bad people, giving in to fear under the guise of love. But it's fear. And fear only leads one way. It's leading to bombs in Syria and innocent people dying. It's leading to refugees being excluded when they're in fear of their lives and need somewhere to go. And it's leading to acts of violence against religious groups in what's meant to be a civilised, western, tolerant and above all Christian society. Protecting ourselves first and thinking of others later is completely the opposite of the way of Jesus. And yet many Christians seem to think it's the Christian thing to do. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's the way of fear. It's the way of darkness, suffering and division. So today I want to just say, choose love. Choose inclusion. Choose peace. Take responsible steps to keep security. Yes. Take action against terrorists. Yes. 
But don't let our first thoughts be of exclusion and bombing. And even if we disagree, let's not get passive-aggressive or just plain aggressive on social media. None of this is loving, and none of this is constructive, and none of it helps. I see so much on social media that's born of fear and darkness. So much anger, so much hate, so many passive-aggressive posts, which, although their cause might be right, come off as a controlling, manipulative, and just aggressive in their own way, as the ones that are full of hate and prejudice. Again, I say I've been guilty probably of a couple of these and I've had to delete them because they're not right. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not loving. It's not the kind of person that I want to be. I want to be a person of love and grace and mercy and peace and justice and reconciliation. I mean, I'm an idealist. I believe we can all be better. I believe there is a better way. And I believe that fear will not win in the end and that love will win. In the world of Star Wars, the world gets dark. If you've seen the trailer for the new movie, there's a lot of darkness in it. There's a lot of evil in it. But there's also a glimmer of hope. Because hope eventually rises. Eventually good overcomes. I believe love will always win. I have to believe it. Otherwise I will lose hope completely. So please, choose love over fear. Choose to risk instead of simply protecting yourself. Choose to awaken hope wherever you are. Loving is risky, but it's the only way to be. Star Wars is a symbol of hope. It's a a reminder to us that fear doesn't have to win. It's a reminder to us that we should never give in to fear. Because fear just leads us down the dark path. It leads us to violence. It leads us to hatred. It leads to suffering. And we can't begin down that path because you know, it's just self-perpetuating and it just leads to more darkness. And sometimes we don't even see it. We need to believe that things can be better. We need to choose the way of hope. We need to, we need to risk Loving. So when you watch Star Wars, try and see that the darkness doesn't win. That the good the good side always wins. Even if there's long periods of darkness, that eventually there is hope and a light. And that that ultimately will win. Have a great week and enjoy watching Star Wars. Take care.